Gata on opening the sutra. Oh, oh. The Dharma incomparably profound and infinitely subtle is rarely encountered even in hundreds of thousands of millions of ages as we see it, hear it, receive and maintain it. February 2020 session. Each of us occupying our own seat and working with the chunk of karma that presents itself. Sometimes internally presents, sometimes externally presents. Moment to moment, everything that arises is karma. Everything that arises is conditioned by everything that came before. There's no need to, or really possibility of, no need to trace back the exact cause, we can just have faith that everything is just life coming to fruition. Day two of a session can be the most difficult day, has that reputation, no guarantees. There can be obstacles with pain, a restless mind, doubts. Why am I even doing this? Nothing's happening. And of course, any of these can arise at any time. The remedy, as we all know, is always to keep going. And especially when <clears throat> obstacles seem strong to remember two things. 
One is that anything we might call an obstacle arises in response to our vow, in response to our intention, in response to our effort, which is demonstrated intention. And the second thing to remember is that as we face whatever is up to be faced, we do so with everyone and also for everyone. It benefits everyone. We say we are cultivating in a formless field. because of interconnection, interpenetration. What we do cannot be just for ourselves. Because our actions, <clears throat> our decisions, our thoughts, our bearing, all of it, is not separate from the rest. It's all happening together. It's all happening together. When things are difficult, I can remember my intention to do things not only with all beings, but for all beings. For the sake of all beings, for the sake of awakening itself, I will make another effort, a moment-to-moment -moment effort to be present. One of my teachers at the monastery, Hogan Bays, wrote a short text called Liberation from All Obstructions. I find this text to be a good reminder. All texts are reminders, they're pointers. They're simply pointers back to truths that um, our heart already knows at some level. And I think you'll find with um, this text that you might know these things very well have a lot of direct experience with how this works. Uh, nonetheless, it's a good reminder. Hmm? Essentially, liberation or freedom 
from what we might call, what the mind might label, an obstruction is found in making a decision to remove the thought of this is a problem. So this is medicine for when I find that I'm making something, whatever it may be, into a problem. I have a problem. Really? Is this really a problem? Or can I view it in another way? Here's the text. Liberation from all obstructions by Hogan Bays in appreciation of one of his teachers, Shodo Harada Roshi. In the presence of Sangha, in the light of Dharma, in oneness with Buddha, May my path to complete enlightenment benefit everyone. In this passing moment, karma ripens and all things come to be. I vow to affirm what is. This is the nub of this whole text, affirming what is. If there's cost, I choose to pay. If there's need, I choose to give. If there's pain, I choose to feel. If there's sorrow, I choose to grieve. When burning, I choose heat. When calm, I choose peace. When starving, I choose hunger. When happy, I choose joy. Whom I encounter, I choose to meet. What I shoulder, I choose to bear. When it's my birth, I choose to live. When it's my death, I choose to die. Where this takes me, I choose to go. Being with what is, I respond to what is. This is, this is freedom. This is freedom. When we stop fighting what is, this is freedom. But he continues, this life is as real as a dream. The one who knows it cannot be found. And truth is not a thing. Therefore, I vow to choose this Dharma entrance gate. Every moment is a gate. I vow to choose this gate. He continues, may all Buddhas and wise ones help me live this vow. Can whatever it is be a Dharma gate rather than a problem? How do I meet this? 
It is said that awakening requires three pillars, Kaplow called them. Three things. Awakening requires great faith, great doubt, and great determination. These are requisites, these are necessary. So we nourish each of these. With regards to great faith, everyone here, everyone in this room has had an experience, actually more than just one experience, of their true nature. And there is some confidence that what we call the Bodhi mind is there, is present. we can take our existing knowledge of this mind and use it. For all of us in this room, great faith isn't a matter of blind belief. So great faith becomes, can I see it more clearly? Or excuse me, great faith becomes the faith that I can see it more clearly. That I can come to know it more thoroughly. Because just as there is no problem with anything any one of us might experience, or not experience for that matter, no problem with this moment, there is also no problem, no deficit in what any one of us might call me. So we can have great faith in our ability to come to further clarity, to come to more constant connection with our own bright mind, to come into greater resonance. This is what is meant by great faith. Great doubt. Regarding great doubt, I prefer the translation great question. Great question. That distinguishes great doubt, which is a requisite, 
which is needed for awakening, which is worth cultivating and nourishing. Great doubt, distinguished from skeptical doubt, which is a hindrance, which is extra, which is thoughts of I can't do it or the environment's wrong somehow. Thoughts of skeptical doubt are worth letting go of. Or at least not letting steer us. Great doubt is that question. Is it so? Is it really so? No, I think I see something. Am I sure? Am I really sure? What else? What's over there? In that corner of the landscape, whatever's being explored. How would I show this? Express it. Great doubt is also the doubt, the knowledge, is also the knowledge, knowledge that I don't yet see completely clearly. There are words, there are phrases in many koans, texts we read, other teachings that I just don't understand. For one, and even the things I have seen feel I understand. Often I can use this kind of questioning. Hmm, can we see it a little more clearly? This questioning mind can help us stay optimally engaged with the moment. What is it? What is it? Hogan is fond of saying, my teacher, Hogan, what is it that's alive? What is it? What is this? It's a version of the question, what is new? Sometimes this kind of questioning makes sense in the context of one's practice. I suggest experimenting with using a question, so either one that I've just gone over, or maybe there's 
a line in a sutra that we chant that you feel like, you know, part of me understands this. Let's clarify it. Like the foot before and the foot behind in walking. So the idea is to drop the question into a fairly settled, clear mind. Now in order to do that, there must be a fairly settled, clear mind. So if we're having a uh, more agitated state of mind, then maybe it's not the time to drop that question in. Because hmm? the idea of a question isn't to cogitate up here or philosophize. but to look, to look with our clear eye and to push in to the truth, to this reality, and see what we can see. And this kind of practice, if, if you've not done it before especially, might take a bit of what we might call somewhat blind faith. Because it might feel different than some what we've done before on the cushion. What is it? What is it? What is it? What? What? with no expectation, just present, just present. So the great doubt is the question. In the enlightenment stories of all of our great masters, there was a, their own personal great question. The Buddha's had to do with resolving suffering, ending suffering. And how to do that. So he had a strong faith that it was possible. And then how, how, how? What? What is it? What is suffering? What is the end of suffering? For Dogen Zenji, the 13th century Zen master, it was, if we're already enlightened, why do we have to practice? It doesn't make any sense. And in both of these individuals' cases, they went to other masters, 
recognized, super wise people of the time. Even that didn't resolve their question. It had to be resolved to their satisfaction from the inside, and they kept looking and looking and looking and looking until they found the satisfaction that their heart desired, the resolution, the resolution of all doubt. This practice is the resolution of all doubt. And the great doubt that fuels this practice, or one aspect of it, is the knowledge that I have not yet resolved all doubt. Great faith, again, is the faith that I can. Great determination is, in my experience, best fueled by the vow to help all beings, truly help all beings. I find that if I'm doing this, you know, quote, for myself, it's just, it's not big enough. But wherever you get it, great determination is a requisite. I will sit here. I will complete this Zazen period, this session. I will work diligently. Please know that everyone here is already manifesting all of these requisites, all of them, notice where this is already happening in you. Nurture what is already present so that these can each grow. Practice diligently that all beings may benefit. Thank you.